0: We are back. It's the Grandstand. It's an off week, though we're going back to Singapore for a night race. And uh, I'm here with my boy, P Money. What's up?
1: Excited for the final leg of 2023. No more European races. So we're in the flyaway section of the calendar. Yeah,
0: that's. Uh, we've got two races in the States. We've got Singapore. We've got Japan, Interlagos. What else? What what else? Qatar, is it? Qatar. I keep forgetting about Qatar.
1: Abu Dhabi, of course.
0: Yeah, I don't remember that race. I don't know what you're talking about. What's Abu Dhabi? Uh, <laughs> don't worry, we'll we'll remind you shortly. Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, no race this weekend. The Rugby World Cup, which is a big thing for for you, uh, got underway last week in France. Uh, the French right. the French, with a, a a big victory. But um. Yeah, it, it's uh, as I, was, I said to you before we uh, we we hit the record button. If going into this weekend, if Max, uh, if if someone can't just maybe win one race other than Max in Red Bull this this season, um, I'm gonna have to start watching other other sports. Uh, <laughs> I already do, but
1: yeah, well. I was telling you this weekend. I, I think rugby is so competitive this year. There's four teams that can win the World Cup. It's it's a it's a big change from what's going on in F1 here. And yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like uh, a lot of therapists around the world know who Max Verstappen is, and not through Netflix. It's just people, you know, bitching. <laughs> it's affecting it's affecting people's mental health all over the world. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah,
0: I, I would I would say, um, well, not not Max Verstappen fans, of course. But um, let's, let's roll the intro. There's a few interesting things that have, that have happened outside of the circuit in the, last, uh, in the last week since we were in Monza. So let's roll that intro, baby. A question for all of you, except Romain Grosjean. To
1: whom it may concern ladies in the paddock yeah more and more more paddock access access to uh, to some women there's too many dudes i don't really have a lot to comment on that
0: except that he was being a pussy My voice is a little bit raspy. This this it's it's always a little raspy, I guess. But um, I went to the uh, the New York Yankees game on Sunday, and the game went thirteen innings, um, and the Yankees ended up winning. I'm a Yankees fan, so uh, got a little bit got a little bit shouty. Met some uh, some some rowdy Spaniards <laughs> who were sitting in front of us, and one of them. We start talking about Formula One, and one guy goes, Don't talk to me about Formula One. I will go crazy. And I was like, How crazy will you go? You know, like he's like, I love Fernando. And I was like, Who's your, who's like Carlos Sainz or Fernando Alonso? And, and, uh, this one guy goes, Oh, Fernando Alonso, I'll do anything for him. And I, I, I I asked him, I was like, Well, would you, would you suck his dick? And, He's like, oh yeah, anything for Fernando. If if he if he said to me, I need you to do that for me, I would do it. I was like, wow, this is uh,
1: <laughs> Well yeah. Hey, to each their own, right? Yeah. I mean, whew. yeah, seems man. like he didn't need to be prompted either.
0: Uh, no, he was man. he was pretty uh pretty. He offered that one up on his own.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I thought you were shouting because of the rugby, but no, it's baseball. No, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd... shouting at a TV uh, doesn't doesn't
0: doesn't really – I mean, not to say that I haven't done it, but
1: uh. – We've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it just this past weekend. Actually, but you know what? Baseball is, is a little side note. I For all European fans are probably going to say, who the fuck watches baseball? But baseball is one of those sports that when you do see live, it is a lot of fun. Like I really don't remember the games usually, but the atmosphere. Yeah. Hey, you meeting random Spaniards at Yankee <laughs> Stadium. No, it was super fun, <laughs> man. It was, it was
0: super fun. Um. Yeah, good 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 fun uh group group of people that uh that 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 we met. But um man, what um very interesting development off track two developments this week. First just helmet Marco Ooh. making certain comments about uh Sergio Perez and uh, it was I think it was on Red Bull's like television network over in Europe, um, Red Bull TV. And yeah, I mean, you've been you've been following this story a little bit. Um, yeah, what what exactly was said?
1: Uh, all right, so this is another one of Helmut Marko's uh, maybe I forgot to take my medication moments. It was a television interview in which he said about Perez, he is South American, and that's why his head is not as focused as Max Verstappen's or Sebastian's Vettel's uh, was. And this isn't the first time that Marco makes derogatory uh, comments towards Perez based on where he's from. Uh, he kind of made the joke of, like, oh, Perez didn't qualify as high as he could have because he had one too many tequilas, you know, before the race. And, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a, in a long list of stereotypes and, uh, Pretty much racist comments. This was the latest in Albert Marcos' outings there, and uh, he publicly apologized for it later. Yeah, it just kind of shines the light on an old man that maybe shouldn't be in the spotlight for Red Bull much longer. We know that his old-time friend Dieter Massachusetts has, you know, passed away, but he doesn't really get along with the new person in charge. And I feel like maybe it's time that he takes a step back.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what really irked me is in his attempt to apologize afterwards, he only just dug himself deeper into this hole. And, you know, maybe he was just saying like there is a different mentality, which sure, like e- different parts of the world have different driving styles, but let's also be, you know, so, <laughs> to be Mexican means you're also North American because that's <laughs> Mexico is in North America, not in South America. That's true. Yes. <laughs> so let's like, you know. <laughs> well, well played, Knowles. So get your, your fucking geography right, helmet. And the other thing too here is he said he said it wasn't meant that way. I meant that a Mexican has a different mentality than a German or a Dutchman. But who knows? Maybe it's controlled. Like this is um yeah some xenophobic. Yeah, that's worse. Uh, like worse than what he originally said. I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is Germans and Dutch are superior. I don't it, like just shut Ooh. the fuck up, man. It's, it's oh, just, man. it's, it's interesting. Cause I'm sure somebody at Red Bull's PR team was like, this isn't the thing to say. And he went and did it anyway. Cause he thinks that he can. So not, not a good look. And I think we've not been the biggest fans of, of Helmut Marco and his meddling and in, in the Red Bull team. And, you know, just his, his air of directness, um, that that comes out, but this
1: one's real bad.
0: He might not mean it that way, but that's years old prejudice coming out in a uh, in, in a in a real way.
1: Absolutely, and it does come after uh, Checo. Checo came out recently saying that he was looking at his options post twenty twenty four. So we all know that Checo will most likely have the seat next year, but there is a lot of speculation uh, about where he goes in twenty twenty five. It seems like. It might be nearing the end of that chapter between Perez and Red Bull, but who knows? Let's see how next year goes. Uh, they are the latest rumors is uh, Checo being linked with uh, the Audi Sauber partnership coming up. So we know that he was a Sauber driver when he entered Formula One, mm-hmm. close ties to that team. So if you can't beat Max Verstappen in, in his own team. Maybe you go to another team and you build a team around you. Hey, just uh, not a bad idea, actually. So, Checo said he wanted to continue in Formula One, so that's good. Let's see how it all plays out. But I think we won't see Helmut Marco maybe uh, <laughs> at the next few races. <laughs> yeah,
0: <he might> be, <laughs> maybe uh, not
1: the Mexican Grand Prix, which is also yet to come. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> uh
0: oh. Um, yeah, not. I don't. I don't know if he's going to want to show his face in Mexico. Let's put it that way. Um, he definitely, definitely not in Singapore. Um, I, 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 well, we'll see if he's, he's, he go, he'll, he's there. But, um, in, in another off-track incident, and we've discussed this one too previously, but Felipe Massa came out this weekend saying he's not only looking for financial compensation for his lost title in two thousand eight, he wants it completely overturned and given to him. Right before we started recording today, uh, he. His legal team put out a public statement saying that Lewis Hamilton should support their bid to overturn the title. Like
1: this yes. is getting
0: ridiculous.
1: I mean, let's let's get into it a bit more. We we mentioned it on the last few episodes, I think, and uh, let's look at the facts here. So, if for those of you who have haven't been following F one for a long time, two thousand eight, Hamilton and Massa. That title went down to the last race, last lap, and Hamilton won it by one in Brazil.
0: Massa's home race.
1: He said Massa had a brilliant weekend, put it on pole, did everything he could, He was and he was actually very, I thought, very honorable on the podium. He was not a sore loser. Now he wants to look back at a race result from earlier in that year in 2008 in Singapore. At the time, Fernando Alonso was at his second stint at Renault, and they weren't doing that well. Him and uh, Nelson Piquet Jr., who is, in a weird way, somewhat related to Max now as Max is dating his cousin. It's his sister. Is it his sister? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, you're right. It's
0: PK's daughter.
1: Yes, okay. The junior. (laughs) So that's his sister. Okay, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. It's his old, yeah. So, all right, so in a weird way, this whole F1 family is weird that Max is somewhat related to this, but he had nothing to do with the incident. So let's get back to the on-track action. Renault sucked that year and they qualified really poorly. As I said, Massa was on pole. It was a pretty straightforward race. It came out later that Renault cheated and they made Nelson Piquet Jr. crash on purpose so that Alonso, his teammate, could take the lead of the Grand Prix and maintain the lead after everyone had to pit behind him during a safety car. And that's exactly what happened. And when it did happen, Massa, when he came into the pits, the Ferrari back then were actually operating at a higher level than what you're used to in the last few years but they couldn't get the fuel hose disconnected so that meant that he tumbled down the order ended up finishing 13th hamilton finished p3 and alonso won the race in front of nico rosberg and then hamilton and uh, what Massa's trying to do now is trying to have that entire result annulled so that the point standing will remove the 2008 singapore grand prix and that he becomes world champion
0: yep uh I, I'm like, I'm baffled. I don't, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it the way that he sees it or his legal team sees it. It's not the way that sports work. And if you open the door to this, if, if, if this actually happens, which I don't think it will mind you, I, I, I think the, the, the you can't let it happen. And the reason why is because you set a precedent where any call, this is not in just Formula One, but this goes to all sports. A VAR decision in football, you know, we had a bunch of those. The Man United and in, in Arsenal game recently in, in London. There were two VR de- very uh, controversial VR decisions. Would that overturn the game? I just, in, in baseball and, and um, in rugby, I mean, it's just, it's it sets a dangerous precedent in sports when you're handing over titles after the fact.
1: Retroactively, yes.
0: Fifteen years later, mind you, we're not. You know, it's not like this was yeah. last year. That's not like this was two thousand. You know, twenty twenty one Abu Dhabi. You know, speaking of, uh, this was this was fifteen
1: years ago. So, and and you know, the reason why Massa is coming out with this now is that he got wind that Ecclestone, who owned the rights to Formula One at the time and FIA president Max Mosley were aware of the breach, that it was intentional before the end of the 2008 championship, and that Ecclestone said that he could have canceled the results of the Grand Prix before the FIA award ceremony at the end of the year, and that he didn't for the good of F1. So Masa is using that as new evidence to show that there was some foul play. can it be overturned? I don't know. The lawyers will have to fight it out. There was something a bit odd about this whole thing, but uh, I agree with you. I mean, you, the award ceremony went through. It's like the English going back in what was it, 86 when Maradona did the Hand of God yeah. and saying like let's let's replay that semi-final, right? Cuz it wasn't even the final and let's, you know, you can't do that. Sports is sports and I thought Massa wanted money, but he actually wants the results overturned. And I highly doubt that's going to happen. Because usually when a team cheats, they get disqualified from the race. And if they got disqualified, it means that Rosberg wins the race in front of Hamilton. And Hamilton would get more points than Massa. So what Massa's team is arguing is that they should stop the race on lap 14 before the crash. And take that race classification. So they're trying their hardest. And honestly, if that happens... Guess who's got precedence for Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one in terms of listening to the the sporting regulations? Merck and again with Hamilton. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot of oh, it's a very complicated story.
0: I mean, it's it sucks for for Masa, right? It sucks that that happened, um, but this is a, a stretch too far. It is it's 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 a it's ridiculous. I think. You've got to move on, man. Like, has he just been sitting... He's been in the paddock. It's not like he's been, you know, absent from the sport. Has he been just steaming about this for the last 15 years and hasn't let it go? Because that's kind of what I. it, it seems like.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it seems like behind closed doors. And interestingly enough, Ferrari is not supporting this case. Interesting. So we'll see. We'll let it play out. I think it wouldn't have gathered so much momentum in the press, If we had a a more competitive season this year, but yeah, definitely a huge piece of off track or on track, but 15 years ago, news. Oh yeah. Big time. (laughs) We are going back racing this weekend, which is what we love.
0: To Singapore, uh, oddly
1: enough. Yes. (laughs) and um the timing seems oddly cool. interesting (laughs) tinfoil hats
0: get them out Uh, you know singapore is always a a really fun race to watch um you know the night race there's one race on the calendar where we could see some drama that prevents him from winning a race this season it's this one
1: yeah, this is the last chance, people. So tune in. You never like this could be a Monaco situation where the grid is a bit closer. There's some track changes this year in Singapore. Uh, and apparently, the lap time will be eight seconds faster than mm-hmm. last year. They're, they removed a few corners and they added a straight. So there's a bit more straight. They're basically renovating a, a whole entire building in Singapore. And so let's see how that impacts the, the order if we'll get Red Bull extending their advantage with their DRS or will teams. I don't know, maybe Aston Martin. They didn't really well in Monaco. Will they get closer? But uh, there's also a new uh, front wing clampdown this weekend. So the FIA is trying to prohibit teams from using aero elasticity, where at certain speeds the wings will flex and then come back to their initial position. Right. So let's see if that changes anything. I don't think it will, but... It-
0: I yeah, we'll I, I just think it's it's it could be more some sort of on track incident um, that that forces Max or it forces a DNF for Max because I mean he's driving at such a level right now that if, if if you know he's ahead and you know he doesn't and it's it's got to be like a lap one incident because <laughs> I you know, yeah. I, I just. <laughs> his story, he's just on a a different, different playing field right now. But um, yeah, I think, I think this could be a a weekend where we see that happen, but there's also some exciting things happening in other parts of the championship beyond just first place. I'm curious to see this, this, this battle between Alonzo and Hamilton, obviously two, two, two former champions right now there's only six points that separate them in P3 for the driver's championship. And it's, it's kind of anyone's game given the inconsistencies that both of these teams have shown in the last few races.
1: Yeah. And as we said, there's a lot of up and down with the whole development cycles and upgrades. And it does seem that Singapore might be one of the last uh, Grand Prix where teams bring upgrades for this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's a street track. Alonso, historically, is really good at this track and on street tracks in general. Mercedes seems to think the car will suit them this weekend, so it'd be nice to see them duke it out again like they were at the beginning of the year. There's a lot of uh, on-track battles between those two, but yeah, definitely something to look forward to in the end because we know the Red Bulls are going to fly away with this, and who's going to get P3? That's uh, definitely definitely something to look at.
0: It's also battle for P3 in the Constructors' Championship, and... While Fernando has been killing it for the most part, his teammate Lance Stroll has just not showed up, and like, it's is don't get me started. (laughs) Is he? I mean, is is, is he gonna go like the way Latifi and go like back to school or something? I don't, I don't. It's a little, little confusing.
1: (sighs) I don't know, man. But uh, Mike Crack said in an interview that (laughs) the gap between the two drivers was purely circumstantial, and that it was because he got bad luck this year and that the performance gap doesn't reflect the points differential.
0: How's it that
1: part? Really does what? really does seem like, you know, someone's holding a gun to his head behind. It's like a kidnapping video, <laughs> you know, it's like, please read this in front of the the camera so that my son looks better. I mean, sorry, yeah. <laughs> so that our driver looks Lance, better.
0: No, no, Lauren strolls like got, you know, he's holding uh He's holding one, a member of my cracks family hostage behind a camera. And he's like, you better, okay. you better even And there's like a teleprompter on camera just reading into the teleprompter. And meanwhile, oh, Lance, man. Lawrence trolls, like, you know, <laughs> yes. obviously this did not happen, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I like, come on, man. It's, it's, eh. but then again, Fernando is Fernando Alonso. I mean, he's a, he's a world-class driver, even as much, I've given him a lot of shit on this show, but he is, he's, I I mean, we got to say it, he's a a better driver than Lance. I mean,
1: I mean, there's no question there. And you, you've seen, you've recently experienced how, how much of a superstar he is internationally. Alonso is used to carrying teams on his own, but Ferrari right now moved ahead of Aston Martin and they have an 11 point difference, but if Lance Stroll held his weight and scored, all right, let's say half or maybe three-quarters of the points that Fernando scored. They would be in P2, not even P3. They'd be in P2, man. And, uh, yeah, let's see. And right now, Ferrari might get away with P3 after a really rocky start of the year. And that would only be Stroll's fault, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) You certainly can't put on Fernando, right? Like you cannot. No, I mean, no.
1: He had six podiums in the first eight races. I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the, Fernando has 170 points to Lance's 47. I think that says it all.
1: I think Ferrari can pull it off. They've got a better driver lineup, and just with them scoring consistently, they'll. Unless Alonso starts winning races, which hey, who knows? We've seen some crazy things happen at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, looks like it could be a good fight till the end. So we got Hamilton and Alonso for. P three and the drivers and Ferrari and Aston for P three constructors. Let's see where it goes, man.
0: Yeah, I, I I definitely definitely want to keep an eye on that battle this weekend to See where they're at. A few quick things though. I mean, there's another another conversation that I think hasn't we haven't really had on on this on this podcast is one driver that that we that that's been had a rough season is Kevin Magnuson, and I do wonder. Though he's, he's signed for next year, but if K-Mag doesn't have a better season next year, maybe may be, uh, the last time we see him in Formula One.
1: Well, I mean, we've definitely had this conversation, and I've mentioned in the last, I think, four or five episodes, he's not doing well. Let's not forget Hulk. This is his comeback year, and he's outperforming him comprehensively. So I wouldn't go so far as to say he's in jeopardy yet, but he's definitely not going through a really... Good time in his career. He had a really great return last year. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone likes to go come back. Kind of crushed Mick Schumacher's dreams there. <laughs> but, you know, okay, I'm not too bitter about it. <laughs> Hulk is up there and he's experienced and he's really showing the team what the car's capable of. I think K-Mac has a really great history with Ha. So I hope he pulls it together and gets a, a run of few good uh, results. And, and let's see, who knows? There's always hope with a new year. That True. Haas will do something and also, better, but you know
0: another thing too that's happening is is Williams is having a bit of a resurgence, and I think that's also putting pressure on Haas uh, in ways that that they haven't necessarily had from other teams. But then again, mm. Haas is kind of Haas is Haas, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of always a backmarker. Um, great, great pace on on Saturday, and then uh, not so much on Sunday. But it'd be good to see him get some points results in the in the last few races this season.
1: Yeah, because they're P eight, and if if they don't get their act together, they could finish P nine. Because Alfa Romeo is only a point behind them, and I feel like Alfa Romeo has more opportunities to score points by the end of the year.
0: But yeah, man, uh, excited to go back to Singapore. <laughs> How do I say this nicely? I'd love to see Max not win a race.
1: <laughs> Sorry, you and me both, yeah. my friend. I think a lot of people,
0: even, even I bet even even Red Bull fans are are tired of it. Actually, that's probably not true. <laughs>
1: I don't know, yeah. man. Ask some Max fans if they want to see him lose. Yeah,
0: <laughs> probably not. Yeah. It like, that's like you say, me asking you if you wanted to see Ferrari, you know, not, not win. So. Uh, right. Yeah. That's <laughs> never a thing. But we've got, we've got the race this weekend. Let's get to our predictions. It's your turn to go first, my friend. So uh, who you got?
1: Last weekend, I closed the gap to two points. Really good. Bravo. I'm, I'm not happy. This is it. exciting exciting but going first is also always a bit risky we're going back to singapore as much as i'd love to say that max is gonna lose i see him on pole and i see him winning i think we'll see a mercedes do well with hamilton picking up a podium in p2 perez will get a podium as well p3 p4 for fernando alonso norris will get p5 and I think the gromo here will go to stroll. Pretty <laughs> confident about this one. Um, Street Track. You know, there's nighttime. Is, this could be also the race that we might nail this gromo finally this year. Well, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna cover myself here. I'm gonna go max on pole. <laughs> oh,
1: strategy's coming yeah, in. Let's see. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well it's too it's <laughs> too close now. I, don't, I can't take I can't take too many risks. Uh, I'm gonna go max P one. I think I'm gonna go Charles P two. And let's do Checo P three, Fernando P four, and George P five. I I'm a little worried that that Lewis doesn't have a good race. Um,
1: so Lewis not in the top five for you?
0: I don't think so. But because historically he hasn't he hasn't been he's never been super great at at Singapore.
1: Merck has been strange in Singapore. They've had some incredible years. I saw a recent stat where they were have been alternating between like locking out the front row and then qualifying P five and P six like every other year, which is really weird. Yeah. Last year they had kind of a bad year, so I'm hoping for my prediction's sake that I was against P two. I'm gonna go with
0: Logan Sargent for Gromo. Sorry. Sorry, Logan. I almost went no. I almost went Liam Lawson, but I think he's actually been very solid for for Alpha Tauri so far,
1: yeah, I know, I agree. I thought about it for a quick second, but I think that he's shown such professionalism and he's doing really well, and he's actually one of the storylines I'm most excited to follow throughout the weekend to see how he does on a very physical track. It's hot as fuck. It's the most humid track all year. I was there last year in Singapore during I think Friday practice and I couldn't imagine how drivers got in the car with their racing suits on I walked like three blocks and I was I needed a shower yeah. like that's how hot it is there yeah. Not great. Uh, but yeah definitely the most uh, the hardest track uh, of the year and it seems like Danny Rick uh, got a bit of news from uh, on his side um, he will it's looking like uh, Qatar for now
0: It's good news that's progress but yeah excited to go racing this weekend uh, let's hope that <laughs> let's hope that my predictions stand over yours uh, no pun intended and uh, <laughs> you make sure to give us a follow at the Grand Sand f1 give us a like five-star review if you're listening to the podcast on spotify apple podcast anywhere podcasts are distributed and we will see you next week after singapore